Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken, where we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. This is episode 13. Oh, we keep making it. We keep going forward. We keep developing. This is great. Um, we are at episode 13. I feel like we have to always take every single new episode as a big celebration because I didn't think we'll stay this consistent for this long and hasn't become cumbersome. So yeah, I'm really, really happy. Tony, how you been? How you been? I've been fantastic, Ken. Um, a few difficulties. I've started um, dieting. Um, and also, um, I've, t- I've given up sugar for Lent, which um, which has been it's been hard, but um, you make do. So when I say giving up sugar, I mean no cakes, no biscuits, no sugar in my tea. Um, you know, a lot of water. Um, that kind of helps me focus as well. Anytime I'm craving and stuff like that. But it's 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 been alright. It's been alright. Um, I can't complain. But what's also helped is that I've gone back to playing basketball. Um, which has okay. been absolutely fantastic. The weather's getting better, so we can do that. It rains a lot here in in the UK, um, but yeah, just you know, really, really, just getting back into shape um, and just enjoying the fact that um, we've got any good news. Um, England's going to be open up again, um, starting off with um, things opening up around March, leading up to June, and just you know thankful for that because we can go back to things like going to the cinema bowling and all of that but yeah i've been feeling good how about you ken yeah it's been good man i'm surprised you haven't gotten the shakes yet um you yeah. know as all addicts do when 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 uh you're deprived of the main drug yeah uh sugar obviously if people don't know is incredibly addictive yes we just don't notice because we have it on a regular basis through our diet right. so when it's taken away that's when you start seeing the shakes similar to a crackhead um but no all good that you're exercising as well that means that we can get back to basketball me and tony used to play basketball last year when things were a bit more calmer and restrictions weren't as severe. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we are going to be able to get back onto that yeah. as it is getting warmer. I think um, besides that one chilly frozen day where everything was just horribly wet yeah. and cold, um, we haven't had that kind of day again. And I don't think I've been playing basketball since that time. Mm-hmm. But no, it's been good. Um, I think this week's been quite decent. Had a lot of things to uh, check off my uh, to-do list mm-hmm. in life and in school, and I finally managed to do that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm really happy for starting up. I think schools are starting up um, earlier than everything else. Mm-hmm. So I know for a fact I'm teaching from the eighth of March. Well, no, we have to be in for the eighth of March. We don't really start teaching until the ninth or the tenth. Yeah. Um, kids ain't really coming in. So my school has got like a two week plan to roll in uh, the students. So it, it's, it's I'm not going to see kids properly until the 18th of March. But then after that, uh, Tony, I swear I just got off of half term not too long ago. I believe but, so. But uh, by the time by the time all the kids <laughs> come back, that will be the 18th, mm-hmm. and then I would have a week and a half before Easter break. Nice, nice. Two weeks off. Any any plans yeah. to to go away? Seize the opportunity of freedom again. Um, I plan to go to my bed because mm-hmm. as much as as much as we're saying restrictions are being lightened, um, let's not lie. This is the critical point. We don't go from nothing to one thousand percent. Yeah, we need to ease that transition. We can't just be like, hey, let's go party, let's go club, let's go crazy, let's start doing craziness. No, let, let, let's. I'm gonna give it another month or so after everything is all eased off. So Easter of is a lock off for me. I'm of just course. gonna chill out in my house, see my girl and just do what I need to do. 
But yeah, yeah, enough about me, enough about you. Let's get on to why we are here. We're here because we have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff happening in TV, a lot of things soon to happen with uh, films. Yep. So uh, this week, we're going to start off talking about one of the biggest uh, shows to come out this year uh, that Disney Plus have been going crazy about. Yeah. Well, everyone's been going crazy about Disney Plus. That is our WandaVision. Yes. WandaVision is the new show that's on the episode eight right now, mm-hmm. um, exploring a deeper aspect of the MCU and almost being like a uh, starting point of something uh, mystical that we only touched upon in a couple of other bits of the MCU. Tony, yeah. what you got for me? So, yeah, so this week uh, we got to watch episode eight of WandaVision. And just a heads up to everybody out there, this is going to be spoiler heavy. So this is a spoiler alert. Uh, skip ahead if you don't want to get any spoilers. So enough of me saying spoilers. Let's let's get into it. So this episode leads off of the events coming off of the last part of episode seven. There was an after credit scene showing who is the big villain of one division right but there's a twist in this episode the big villain isn't actually the big villain the big villain is just there because weirder things are happening like you've got this character that's just been revealed agatha harkness now she's an old-time witch from you know the days of the salem witch witch trial and she's been betrayed by a a coven because she's been dabbling in dark magic you know some of that dormammu stuff you know some of that dark hold stuff for anybody that watches agents of shield now she's she's a very powerful witch she's able to turn the tables on all of these other witches flash forward to present present day now they could have done the cliche thing of the typical mustache twirling villain and i'm gonna stand here and tell you my nefarious plan to take over the earth she didn't really care about that she just saw immense power being generated elsewhere and it had nothing to do with her so she went over to westview in new jersey to investigate what's going on only to discover that it's Wanda that's doing this. And who is Wanda? She doesn't know. She somehow, it, through this exposition, maybe it's through magic, she she knows so much about Wanda. Maybe it's getting into Wanda's head. Uh, but we, mm-hmm. as the audience, go on that journey with her to figure out what's going on in Wanda's head and who is actually truly responsible for the events of Westview. So mm-hmm. later down the line uh, in the episode... You get these these flashbacks. So Wanda's confronted by uh, Agatha Harkness, which is a character that I'm shocked that neither of us were able to predict, given the fact that we're big um, uh, X Men Evolution fans. And 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 it's it's annoying because it was right there in front of it us. It really was because the character's name was anything. Agnes. It's not that far from Agatha, so it's kind of like Agnes is like an abbreviation of Agatha Harkness. Um, you know, Marvel think they're clever, but they ain't. Them writers thought they were, they're high-fiving themselves they right now. Really like, yeah, we fooled them. We fooled them fools. Yeah. They're just looking at us and saying, like, we couldn't have made it any more bait. Agnes. Agatha Harkness. They probably- well, that says a lot about um, uh, fans mm. where we, we we do more work than we need to when, when things are very blatant in front of us. You know what I mean? So, like, like no, nah, nah, it can't be that obvious. Mm-hmm. Marvel are more crafty than that. So, it must be this, must be that. Yeah. You know, even down to, like, the reveal of, you know, like, the, the new title for the new Spider-Man. Right. Like, you know, the, which the teaser trailer was absolutely epic, which yeah. we'll get onto later on. But, yeah, yeah, just like you were saying, man. Yeah, so it's weird, you know, there was obviously uh, theories about um, 
what's his name uh mephisto which i didn't really get where that came from i feel like that was just kind of coming out of left field for the for the biggest reason is that mephisto is not that really entwined when it comes to scarlet witch there's been a few stories here and then but uh, mephisto is more of a uh, ghost rider kind of thing you know uh even the doctor strange kind of thing to be fair but moving on in the episode um we'll go we go back to events before age of ultron right age of ultron is the film that we get the introduction of wonder and vision but we get the origins of how wonder became wonder or do we this this episode does a really great job of circumventing our understanding of um the events of the previous mcu films right was led to believe that wonder was uh she volunteered herself to be experimented on with the mind stone the the scepter of loki uh to make her into something else in a in the in the attempt to to combat the avengers right but what the the episode shows is that it's a young wonder retelling the story of how you know the stark missile drops into their apartment you know and it shows the family dynamic they had a really sweet family it was this this eastern european family very simple kind of living in a post-soviet home um and they had this tradition of watching old sitcom which ties into the whole theme of the show of the sitcom motif is because that's what wonder loved so kind of adding to the whole um idea of this is all part of Wonder's psyche. So things go wrong. The parents get crushed because there's some sort of war going on in Sokovia. And a Stark missile, like Wonder told um, in the movie Age of Ultron, lands in the apartment and starts beeping and beeping. It doesn't go off. And Agatha Harkness has a theory that, wait, maybe you did that. Maybe you actually had some latent probability powers that kind of would have faded after a while but somehow being exposed to the mind stone kicked it back up again but pushed it into overdrive and all of these events that's led to it is you kind of giving yourself a safety net um through the motif of the sitcom so i'm gonna leave it there ken because i want to discuss that kind of aspect right how did you feel about that part of the episode well that part of the episode was 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 um because we all knew it was coming Mm -hmm. we all knew it was coming like uh, for the people that have actually been paying attention to mcu and have seen um age of ultron yeah um i knew this was the scene that it's actually quite monumental because we've known about this event in their life but we haven't actually seen it uh, play out right and we, we we saw it scene for scene fear for fear so it sounded so wholesome mm-hmm. and, and like anytime you see it in tv shows and films all the time the minute something gets out of nowhere super duper wholesome really really cute really really amazing and like all fuzzy feeling they just pull the rug out uh, and i was like oh any moment now any moment now then boom yeah the explosion parents crushed oh man it the, the feeling and the fear of watching a bomb beep for more than one day, yeah. like days when you don't, you're not eating, you're not drinking, you might be falling asleep, waking up, you have PTSD. Mm. Like for any beep, like that is the scariest feeling, and they kind of glaze over it. They don't see the time that you know they were actually spending there. It was yeah. just kind of like a few moments, and then we got pulled into the next scene. Yeah. But that is such a major shock. And I think it was played out so well. Yeah. Because I've been waiting for the scene for years. And now we got to see it. 
and it was it did everything it needed to do it really it did, did everything it needed to do it really did because you know something like that if, if that was applied to real life right uh, for me if i was in that situation i would definitely say that would that would change my perspective of danger right if i live through two days hiding underneath a bed not being able to eat right or drink anything so you're a bit delirious and at any moment Imagine you're trying to sleep as well right you can't you can't really sleep because the beep is keeping you're, you going right that your adrenaline is constantly oh pumping it so you, you'd feel so bad though you feel so bad for falling asleep right? because why am i going to fall asleep when my brother is here or my sister is here and this bomb can go at any moment how right? selfish am i to fall asleep so that will mess you up man. of course and by the end of it right you realize that the bomb is a dud uh you've been there all this time fearful of something that would have killed you anyway but it's just luck that it didn't right after that fear is is a, is nothing to you you're not going to be afraid to cross the road you're not going to be afraid to like seize the moment like you know that person that you you really really like that crush you ain't going to be afraid to go up to them because you just live through a potential bombing you lived you stewing in your own juices of fear for like two days everything else is a cakewalk oh my friends want to go rock climbing. Oh, I'm afraid. Of, no, you're not. You're not afraid of heights no more because a bomb didn't make you make you afraid. You got through that. It's like, and it kind of, in a way, cements um, Wanda's kind of, because I've always questioned it, right? When you see characters like Wanda and Pietro, they're very kind of dry and you always play it off as like, oh, it's that Eastern European kind of vibe, right? But, Maybe it goes further than that. Maybe, you know, with our story in Age of Ultron, that was part of our psyche that, like, at that point, the idea of, you know, joining up with um, Hydra or a remnant of Hydra to give you powers to combat the people that you believe did your family wrong is nothing. There is no fear there. Yeah, pump me full of whatever you want. Expose me to whatever you want, like... I had a stark bomb in my face for two days. I'm not afraid of dying. And if yeah. what you're telling me is not going to kill me, then why should, it be, why should I be afraid? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I always found kind of weird with this more context. Mm. And it's always hard to be, uh, you know, reflective and think back like, oh, why did they do that? Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the speeds that Wanda, you know, became the, well, not named the Scarlet Witch at the time, mm. but became the Scarlet Witch part of the Avengers. Yeah was relatively quick quick after you know she was radicalized she was against them mm. then ultron was a dick um and killed her uh, her brother and now she's one of the avengers yeah. i always found that transition kind of weird i thought she would just be like no i'm tired of being part of you know teams or whatever or being people's tools for blah 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 and just disappear yeah but then obviously i can only infer what happened you know for all we know um Ultron, uh, so not Ultron. Vision could have spoken to her. She could have had communication with everyone. Did right. it? It made it. Very, they made it very clear that Vision and um, Hawkeye mm-hmm. were positive, you know, influences on her. So maybe they're the ones that kept her uh, around. But I did find it weird because they didn't give any context in the films mm-hmm. why she still hung around with the Avengers. But I digress. Yeah. I, I I do I do like where it's going right now. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it, there's something I want to talk about in the show. Yeah. Um. I I really really enjoy the uh, uh the character right. of, of of Agnes of Agnes right. um, because you know she she's motivated by one thing yeah which you know is quite a cliche villainous type thing mm. and that's power more power yeah. 
how the hell did you get this power? And you mm. see it. And, and I think that's why they added that scene at the beginning where it's like, all right, cool. I killed off my mums. I killed off my, 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 uh, my, the other witches mm. by more or less absorbing their powers. And that's probably why she still looks young till today. Yeah. So she's motivated by one thing. And I think that's the reason why she went towards the dark, uh, the dark uh, aspect of, of, of magic in this, in this universe, right. because she was like, all right, the magic that you lot are doing is, is, is weak. Right. Whereas I I want to be the best, yeah. and for the longest time she was the best. Yeah. She was able to fend off her other witch sisters' uh, power, fend off her mum's power, yeah. and now she met Wanda. It's like yo, maybe there's a bit of there's a hint of jealousy yeah. because it's like all right, cool. I was I was the baddest bitch <laughs> in my coven, yeah. um, and now you came through and you've got a hex, literally in the shape of a hexagon mm-hmm. that is keeping this entire town at bay. Right. I got it. It's like someone. Um, <laughs> it's quite. Uh, um, ironic mm-hmm. um you, do you ever get that feeling when you watch a magic trick and you're like oh, god, i gotta know what that is it's racking your brain how the hell do they do that yeah. i don't know it's, it's ironic because she she's someone that is trying to improve her magic and yeah. she doesn't understand how the scarlet witch well at the beginning of the episode or for the majority of the episode how she was able to do what she did mm-hmm. and i just find that such a powerful character where it's like just like you said she's not evil she's very self-motivated yeah but not in a way where she wants to see the world burn. She just wants more power so she can live on doing whatever she wants. We don't know if she has an ulterior motive or yeah. a bigger plan. So, But I really, really like that character. Before we yeah. actually carry on with the breakdown of the episode, I wanted to ask you one thing. How did you feel about performance? I like the fact because coming off of the after credit scene and she reveals herself very in an operatic, operatic manner, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be kind of cheesy dialogue, typical villain, pomp and circumstance. But throughout the whole episode, she's very sardonic, very witty, very, you know, kind of... And it's played down, right? Her volume is turned down. She's not up there with the, you know, oh, I'm a witch. She's like talking like a normal person that just happens to have powers. Like, I like that performance. It reminded me of that episode. I believe it was episode four where I still think is one of the best episodes of the season, where she flubs a line when they're in the uh, the 80s version of yeah, the show. Yeah, And she yeah. said like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. Uh, let's take it from the top. And they're confused. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, you know, just let's just do one more take. One more take. And it was very kind of like br- brought down. It's not, it wasn't overacted. I like the fact that with this big reveal of her being the big bad, it's not overacted. It's not apocalypse. It's like, and now I shall take over the world and I will yeah, destroy I- everything. Well, uh, one thing to add to that as well. One thing I realized about um, her character mm-hmm. throughout this entire show, yeah. for every single episode, her character uh, um, almost model mm-hmm. in the uh, different eras matched up to her character when you know everything was all said and done. Mm-hmm. She was always that quirky friend from next door that was kind of loopy, but right. you know a nice person, whatever. Always happy, always cracking weird jokes. Um, she she kept that energy right. even when everything was revealed. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm Agatha, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and she's still that quirky, quite sarcastic in a lot of things that she does. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just nice that she didn't change as a character no. because usually when we have these reveals of characters that used to be like you know weird or crazy or calm, and they just do a complete flip. Yeah. Um, for example, one example that just jumped into my mind was Obito from Naruto. Right who was a weird, you know, uh, 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 quirky character with a weird mask. Mm-hmm. And then there was that one episode, he's like, no, I am paid. Like, yeah. I, then he turned into the, like, evil incarnate. Right. It's like, oh, 
that, that wasn't you. Yeah. But with her, it's like, all right, cool. I, I was kind of quirky to begin with and I'm ending quirky, right. but now you know uh, my, my actual plan. It's quirk um, with the volume yeah. turned down. It's like all of the other episodes yeah, is done with yeah. bright colours. Now it's done with shades of grey. It's the, still the same character, but just with the volume turned down, which I really appreciate. But back to the show, right? The second half of the show, as we're getting into, we're getting into more modern day in what's led up to the formation of Westview, right? Wanda is distraught and she wants to see Vision's body. After the events of, uh, because bear in mind, she got snapped away during the events of Infinity War. Uh, So she didn't have a chance to grieve. She snaps back, it's five years later, and she's like, wait, my man didn't even get a burial. My man gets a burial. I love that robot man. I'm going to find him and we going to bear him right. So she goes <laughs> down to the sword facility. Wait, wait, Tony. Can, can, can you hold on to your point for yeah. a second? You, you just made me realize something. Mm. If Vision is a quote-unquote robot, synthetic robot, right. with uh, the Mind Stone in his head and everything, yeah. and somehow he survived and then Thanos managed to snap his fingers mm-hmm. was was it was there ever a chance that vision would have been snapped away i think so because you know what i mean he's still a synthetic organism so it implies that vision he's sentient yeah for sure he's sentient but i think because remember in age of ontron they they he's technically like what carbon-based human uh, uh, organism right our, our base thing is carbon whereas i think with vision don't people make the mistake of just seeing him as just a robot no he's just a vibranium based organism he still actually has a biology it's just that it's it's mostly synthetic but it's still his biology you know he that's why yeah. when he in in infinity war when he gets hit with the bolt it's like Yes, he needs to be repaired, but it's complex because he's a complex organism. He's not a simple machine. Um, yeah. But so she breaks into the sword facility and she has a, uh, a, uh, a, little, a little talk with the guy running it. He's the guy that's been re- mostly, you know, running this investigation of the, the West director. The, the director, right? And he basically, he doesn't bullshit her. He doesn't even lie to her about anything. Yeah, we got his body. Uh, we got it here. We just been dismantling him because no way are we leaving a sentient weapon out there. We're sword. We're lit- we deal with sentient weapons. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to leave him out there. We're not going to, what, we're going to bury a sentient weapon in the ground, something that was used to almost destroy our planet uh, that just luckily, because it gained, you know, a heart, that is sided with us. No, we're going to deal with this. And she's like... Yeah, it's, it's hard to argue that, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's it, hard to argue It's that. really hard to argue that. And it's one of those ones in her mind. And he can see it, right? He says, like, you, you believe that you can bring him back. That's why you're here. You're not here to really bury him. So she, she breaks through and she goes down and he says, leave her. Let, let her do what she's got to do. Because obviously he's got his own machinations that we don't know about, right? But she tries. She uses her her hex powers, and I'm gonna ask you something about hex later again. But she uses her hex powers to try and bring him back, and she realizes nothing happens. It's not. It's not enough. It's not quite enough. And she says specifically, "I can't feel him." Yes. Right. So she. And she's always been able to. She gives up, right? And she she gets she gets she gets given something. Um. You see her driving towards New Jersey and 
you see her in an open lot, unfinished house. And then when she opens up and it's a schematic for a house that Vision was building for her. And it says, one of the most heartbreaking things, um, a place where we can grow old together. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially that's what he says. And that completely breaks her. Yeah. The, the, the yeah, thought yeah. of realizing that she, one, doesn't have her man, doesn't have her home and essentially has no future to grow old with the person she loves. And she is the spark of the massive takeover of Westview, New Jersey and the transformation. You see it explode out of her energy, ridiculous power, just completely transmogrifying the area around her into 1950s Americana. And that's where it kind of ends and Agatha realizes that um, Wanda is not just a basic witch. See what I did there? She's not just a basic witch. <laughs> Behave yourself, Tony. <laughs> she, she, she is more, you know, she's, it's, it's, she's got probability magic and it's such a power, such to a powerful degree. It's, it's chaos magic uh, and stuff as uh, something that, you know, as much as, Agatha respects she can't really allow to really happen and she basically mm. she actually dubbed her the Scarlet Witch bear in mind this whole time in the NCU Wanda has never been dubbed the Scarlet Witch and do you know why I think and I did some research behind this right do you know why that name finally came um well they never really gave her a, a code name um and so it would have been weird just to call it Scarlet Witch. But I think they were why? looking for a reason you know? to impl- implement it into the into the universe it's because just calling it Scarlet Witch is a lot simpler than that. It would have been weird. It's, okay, it's basically on. the deal they had with Fox. So remember at the time when they introduced Scarlet oh, Witch nice. and Quicksilver into the MCU with uh, uh, Age of Ultron? Days of Future Far- Past mm-hmm. was coming out at the same time. So the deal that they had was that um, one, Marvel can use Pietro and Wanda, but they can never be referred to as Quicksilver or Scarlet Witch. And Fox's side, um, you notice that uh, Quicksilver is not referred to as Pietro, it's referred to as his English name, which is Peter. And they, they never use actually Scarlet Witch in it. She's mostly forgotten. They're not even twins in it. And also the mm-hmm. caveat is that Marvel in the MCU, was not allowed to reference them as mutants. So as far as we was concerned, the whole time in the MCU, um, Pietro and Wanda were not mutants because they weren't actually allowed to do it per the agreement with Fox. Since Marvel, sorry, Disney has actually bought Fox. That's why they make that joke a few episodes before. Wait, wait, she never uh, had a code name? Nope, she definitely didn't have a code name. Not one, not ever. That was a joke (laughs) referencing the fact that they actually weren't allowed to give her that code name. Now, since no. Disney actually owns Fox, they can do whatever she wants, thus giving her the name of the Scarlet Witch. And that's where we end, but we don't quite end there, Ken. There's an after-credit scene. And what happens in the after-credit scene? I'm going to let you finish that, Ken. What happens in the after-credit scene? Did I watch the after-credit scene? You didn't watch the after-credit scene. I think I did watch the after-credit You know what happened the in the after-credit scene? Oh, man. It was so long ago. It was literally two days was, ago, Ken. You it was, made me it was a full two days. That, that was too long. What happened after credits? Okay. Wait, did I watch it? Oh, no. Did I, I don't think I watched oh, it. you made me did sick. You are a disappointment I to me and your mother. Anyway. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, first of all, Tony, fuck you. Uh, second of all, um, let me collect my thoughts, my guy. Let me collect <laughs> I'll my give thoughts. You a, I'll give you a clue. White. Yeah, go on. White. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, my memories. It's been a, it's, been, it's been a long day, Tony. I want to hear none of your none of your BS right now. <laughs> I want to hear none of your shit right now. <laughs> yes. So the ending of this episode didn't end on the last scene. It ended um in the mid credit scene mm-hmm. where. It was revealed, and this is what uh, leads back to an earlier episode where they showed uh, what's her name, uh, Monica Rambeau, yes, uh, vis- uh, visuals of Wanda breaking into Sword and stealing Vision, yeah. Thinking, and we all thinking, oh, maybe it's just his corpse. She stole his corpse. Oh, so maybe it's animated. And for the longest time, even people online they were like, yeah, it's hard to defend Wanda yeah. if she actually did that. And it was confirmed now that the director made up that video. Yes. It's not a real one. Just to get um, just to get Monica and other members on board with her. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case. She didn't steal it. What, hap- what had happened mm-hmm. is, well, you know, after that fake video, yeah. they continue to work on the suit of the, well, the dead corpse of the vibranium vision mm-hmm. and they figured it out. They figured out how to rebuild him, but they didn't know how to power him. Yeah. So what they did in early episodes was to send a drone in or something in to collect some form of the hex energy so they can actually use it to power the brand new white vision. What, which which is, managed to wake up. Which is like a perfect reference to when he was resurrected in the comic books as the White Vision. Exactly. Brilliantly done. Ken, we have pretty much summed up that episode. I think it was a brilliant episode. I give it a solid 9 out of 10. But before we move on to our next bit of uh, content, uh, I want to ask you one thing about Hex. What is significant about the concept of Hex? Yeah, man. it's, It's been great. Uh, breaking down like the the words and how things have been happening mm, in the show mm-hmm. because um we we've talked about hex as in seeing hexagons all over the um uh, the series yeah. and they even talked about saying like oh yeah yeah the hex because it, it, things weren't shaped of a hex yeah and but then we also know the other definition of hex mm-hmm. in the context of you know the powers which is you know, when we talk about hexes, yeah. you know, when a witch puts a hex on you, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a form of spell, yes, or, or something. And they, we see it a lot when it comes to well, in this latest episode, mm-hmm. because when Wanda tries to use her powers, it just got shut down by the incantations mm-hmm. inside uh, Agnes's uh, basement. And I found that so, that if that wasn't a indication that Wanda was a mag- a, a magician, like there was nothing else because. How can your spells be shut down by runes that are designed to shut down spells? So you mm-hmm. must be doing magic. That there was almost a confirmation to show that Wanda's powers or hexes were legitimate, and you know whatever amplified her powers over the time of her short life um, allowed her to do what she does in in this place. So and and I they they were showed a proper zoomed out version of uh westview but i i, uh, I want to say that it is in a hexagonal shape mm-hmm. uh, hexagonal uh, shape mm-hmm. uh, but yeah man like i i think it, it's an amazing way of utilizing both definitions of hex right to show off what's actually happening see i would also add another thing that i think probably goes over a lot of people's mind and you should have been able to catch this as a math teacher right what is what would you say hex is short for I thought we were talking about the same thing. Yeah, it's hexagonal. That's what I said. There's hexagonal shapes all over the True. show. Now, how many sides are there in a hexagon? Are you saying 
the hexagonal is related to the infinity stones? Not necessarily, but follow me on this, right? How many sides okay. are there on a hexagon? All right, six. Six sides. Now, how many sides are there on a dice? Six. Six sides. Now, with a roll of the dice, that is calculating what probability, right? That's a stretch. Bro. It's a stretch, but follow me. Follow me on this. Follow me on this. Follow me. On this. I'll, I'll follow you. I'll follow, follow you. This, yeah, right? yeah. Probability so on the on the dice. Probability yeah, yeah. with dice, right? Six sided dice. You yeah, roll yeah. a dice to, uh, to calculate probability. We all done that in school, but this is where it goes deeper, right? Transmutation, which is part of alchemy, which is another type of uh, magic, and you actually see those transmutation circles all over in Doctor Strange, right? With transmutation mm -hmm. circles, the biggest iconography within it is a hexagon. So the concept of magic is actually highly tied with the hexagon shape. I think that's why the term hex is so significant because one, it deals mm. with the idea of probability, her being, you know, hex magic, you know, a, you know, she did, she manipulates probability. Thingy even said it. She even said it. Agnes even said it. She manipulated the probability of things to her favor. Not only that is like, you can apply the concept of a hex with a six sided die or the size of a um of a the inner part of a transmutation circle. If you Google it now, type in transmutation circle, you'll see a hexagon within a transmutation circle. And I think whether it's intentional or not, I think that's something that people have slept on. But it is clear as day there, and it all kind of connects. Yeah, uh, the thing with hexagon, hexagon. Uh, even when I was in university mm -hmm. doing material science engineering, like um almost the perfect perfect shape yes. was a triangle or hexagonal shape yes. because you know triangle uh, tessellates to make a hexagon mm -hmm. um and it, it, it's almost a perfect structure in terms of well energy and, and keeping something stable yes um if you was to see even how bubbles come together things don't shape like squares mm -hmm. they shape like uh, hexagons yes it's much more energetically more favorable. Yes. So maybe there's something there. You even see it in a lot of different shows. You see it all over Naruto. You see it all over um, Full Metal Alchemist mm -hmm. where they use a hexagonal shape. You even see it in nature. Yes. A hexagon is a, a, um, it is a very, very powerful shape. Mm -hmm. um, you see it with uh, bumblebees. You see it with, well, bees in general inside their, in their, in their hives. Yes. You even have a hexagonal shape on the face of Mars, is it Mars or Saturn? But there's a huge hexagonal shape yes. on the surface of, no, it can't be Mars. I can't remember, but they're on one of the planets in our solar system. And that even adds, like things tend to fall in, into that shape because it is, I think it's just more energetically more stable. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a nice way of showing that maybe that connection between science or reality and how it links to a particular shapes. Yeah. But yeah, man, even, you know, when, for example, watching Charmed back in the day, the power of three mm -hmm. and how you always saw those elements and shapes in yeah. it. I, I yeah, thought man, it was, a, it's, it's very, it's very, very nice. I thought it was a significant uh, connection. I don't think necessarily it was a stretch. Maybe it is. And maybe the writers didn't actually perceive that. But um, I, I, th I think the theory fits in terms of the, the, the visual iconography of it. But, Enough of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it does. It does fit in terms yeah. of what you were saying. Yeah. But it was when you said the dice, I was like, "Come on, man." <laughs> hey, man. You make it sound like them witches are uh, shooting, shooting, <laughs> shooting dice. Yeah, rolling that. Give me my magic, bitch. <laughs> Mama's gonna buy her yeah, new pair of shoes. But let's move on. Let's move yeah, on. Man. What else did we watch, Kim? What is the next significant thing that that came out this week? 
well, it, it seems like Marvel and DC are forever going head to head. So like, oh, you're trying to bring out a nice yeah. show? Well, I'm going to double down and bring out an even bigger mm-hmm. show as well. Um, they have finally, finally given Superman a great introduction right. Right. <laughs> in years. Yes. Tony, let's not lie. When's the last time, we're going to get into it, but tell me, when's the last time you had an amazing introduction to Superman? Small, the character small that we know from the comics, Smallville. Yeah. Smallville, really? Yeah, I love Smallville. Oh. From the very beginning, I thought it was obviously a decline okay. in quality over time, but Smallville was my jam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no. As a character of Clark Kent, I'm talking about Superman, as in the actual Superman. I enjoyed uh, the, 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 Superman Returns. Yeah. It wasn't a great film, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that more than Man of Steel. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And... Knowing, knowing that it's been that long, because mm-hmm. for you it, it's uh, uh, Superman Returns, just for the character, maybe not for the entire film. Yeah. For me, it was the original film with the iconic, you know, theme song with Chris, with Christopher Reeves. Well, that was an amazing introduction to Superman. Yeah. Um, now we have a contender for that, which is episode one of Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? This show so far, there was one scene. That I was like, yep, that's Superman. Mm-hmm. Superman, Henry Cavill, as 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 amazing and square your jaw mm-hmm. is, and how much of a great actor you are. This one scene showed me more Superman <laughs> than DC allows you to ever. Yeah. And that was when he saved the kid getting crushed by a bus that fell off of a highway. Yeah. And then the kid was like, oh, cool costume, and it showed the uh, the original black in the inside of the S yes. with the uh, bright blue. And it was like, thanks, my mom made it. And he flew off. I was like, that is so super, that's so that pure. Is, Him just being is. so excited to like, yeah, my mom made it. Yeah. It wasn't like, I'm doing it because I'm emotional and, and, and yeah. no, none of that. It's just like, yo, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. This is fun. I'm so happy I saved the kid and he liked my suit that my mom made for mm-hmm. me. What? <laughs> that, that, come on, man. So for me, this, this was an amazing introduction uh, to Superman. Mm-hmm. Now, it starts to deviate very, very quickly from the story that we know or even skip over some right. things. So the legacy that we've known for years um, has happened. Mm-hmm. So that's not where we're starting the story. We're not starting from where he first became Superman, where he faced key individuals. We're not seeing him for, uh, face some of the uh, the rogues gallery that we see from Superman mm-hmm. or even the uh, would they, won't they with Lois Lane. No, no, no. We've gone past all of that. They've defeated all the, all the bad guys he's punched up all the bad guys now we're at the place where lois and clark have now they've had kids mm-hmm. they're married you know they're trying to find a nice work-life balance uh around you know family life work life and superman life um you know and, and, and it's just a new era of superman that we haven't seen yeah. they only started doing that a few years ago in the comics where you know you have superman that has a kid yes. Jonathan right? Kent. And that kid, yes, exactly. And he's kicking it around with um, with Damian Wayne, you know, uh, like some buddy cop stories yeah. that they always The tell. Super Sons. But now, the Super Sons. And now we're getting, uh, a well, not necessarily Super, well, technically Super Sons in, in the show. But we, like I said, we've never seen um, that budding, uh, we've never seen that next stage in Superman's life. Yeah. In the original, um, Oh, it came out in the 90s, uh, Lois and Clark yes. uh, TV show. That is when they were married and Lois knew from day and then they were still battling things mm-hmm. there. And that was the next stage of Superman's life. We are now in the point where he's reaching his midlife, you know, in human 
ages for sure. Yeah. But now he has wife, kids, but not just any kids, not young kids, teenage boys, right. teenage boys and dealing with all of that. Mm -hmm. yeah, and the, dy the dynamic of him being the most powerful man in the world, but is unable to, you know, be uh, the, a super dad. Yeah. He could be a superman, but he can't be a super dad. And it just, it makes it so much more interesting because in almost all iterations of Superman, mm -hmm. we always get the uh, thing that, all right, what's Superman's weakness? Mm -hmm. Like he's too strong. The weakness was, and we see it with uh, Jonathan Kent, where you can't save sick, you can't save someone yeah. that you know is sick. You can't save people that you know are going to die. Yeah. Like that is his weakness. His weakness is his heart, mm. so he can't save that. And then you see a little bit of that weakness, which we're going to get into a little bit in the show. But an additional weakness that we see is he is. It, 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 you see the fear in his face about not being able to get through to one of his sons. Yeah. You're Superman. What do you mean you can't get through to people? Your thing is like, you know, truth and the American way, truth, justice and all of that, mm. you know, and, and, and you can't do that for your own family. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. And that's what makes this so much the dynamic because everyone always said you can't tell a good Superman story. He's boring. Yeah. He punches up everyone end of the day. Stop making it about his power. Make it about the things that he can't control. Make it about his vulnerabilities, we, right? About his vulnerabilities. And that's exactly what we're yeah, it doesn't seeing. have to that's be exactly physical what we need. Man of still Nah. Exactly. It could be emotional ones. You know, One thing I will admit is like the fact that he has, you know, two the the, the sons are very different. Very different in personality, very different. They're kind of fraternal twins, I believe. And um yeah. one's blonde, one's got black hair. And one we're not going to get too much into that but yeah for some reason one is blonde <laughs> well that happens that happens when you have fraternal twins they they usually no no he, he's he's an alien tony <laughs> that's that's what i'm trying Dude, to say he's, he's, a, an he's an alien that happens to look uh look like a human if we want to split hairs about the ridiculousness of it I know, I know. we could we can also a, an alien that is able to procreate right <laughs> with a human and not and not rip it to shred but all of, all of that has actually been explored if you watch the cw show um because uh in the last yeah, yeah. event of um the cw shows uh in i think it's crisis um you that's when she's just had the kids so this is actually a significant time jump from the rest of the cw shows i think they've done that intentionally to separate themselves i don't see i don't foresee any more superman uh crossovers with the uh other well the remaining existing cw shows like the flash and um and batwoman um i you can even tell by the, the the visual quality. They spent money on this show. This show has a significant budget, and they use it to good. They, they use it to, to better the story, not just for the sake of flashiness. Because there's not a lot of f fighting in this in this first episode. There's not a lot of crash bang wallop. It's it's a story driven stuff. But there's a quality in the filming. There's a quality in the silence of it. I think a lot of the CW shows are so focused on you know filling the dead air with something outrageous like a character's monologue or a super villain's you know rant about how monologue. they're going to destroy metropolis <laughs> it's like this is more con contemplative if that's how you pronounce that word but it's like it takes the time to just you know you just you're stuck with a beautiful shot the cinematographers found a beautiful shot and you linger on it for a little bit so you as the audience are thinking about oh what does this mean because that's what the character's going through. But, you know, going back to the story, yeah. it's like, Dave, Martha, Martha Kent's died. 
they've gone back to Smallville for the funeral. Yeah, just just rip that bandaid off. Yeah, yeah, man. She she goes. She, she She's goes. gone. Let's get rid of the old Kents because nobody wants to see those old farts. But she goes and she basically <sighs> leaves um, Clark the farm, and he, the family kind of deals with the loss in their own way. Um, I will say this, like the whole concept that you brought up about his difficulty with connecting with one of his sons. Throughout most of the episodes, it wasn't until the end that I thought, you know what, I finally like this kid. But throughout most of the episode, I thought, what a bloody whiny bitch. I don't care that you might be diagnosed with a social disorder, but you actually piss me off. Like, if, if put it this way, if Superman is African he would have been beat so hard that he would have been in another solar system. <laughs> Guarantee it. <laughs> Super beats. It was like, you have social disorder. It doesn't mean you have to be disrespectful because even though he has a social disorder, right? He is sweet to that girl. By the way, that girl is going to be breaking his heart and he's going to be lasering some people later, right? He is sweet to that girl, but somehow so disrespectful to his dad. His dad comes in. Do you know what? The crazy thing about that is... I, because for, for, for when you see things like that, there's usually like a, a side story to show mm-hmm. you, oh, yeah, yeah, he wasn't a good yeah. dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did that one thing that trauma, uh, traumatized the son, blah, 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 whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. But no, you get none of that. Like, I can imagine Clark just being, I'm trying to be the best dad that I can mm-hmm. be. Like, I've got two 14-year-old boys who don't look 14, by the way. Are they 14? But, you know, I'm Are trying they to supposed be the to be 14? I thought they're, they're like, 14. oh, my God. 14. They 14. look 14. like they're 32 14. with the mortgage of their own. Rav, let's not get into it, man. <laughs> Adam's apple's bigger than their bloody fist. But no, like like teenagers. And I can't imagine Superman ever being that dickish dad to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm just go out for smokes mm. and not be back for like three yeah. days when he's actually in like uh, Andromeda in another galaxy yeah. defeating. Uh, <laughs> but no, like instead, he's just a stand-up guy. And you see the dread when he leaves the kid's room. Yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh, I feel like such a bad dad, yeah. which makes him the best dad because at least he's reflective right. and he's trying to do better. Right. Um, but, and you know, the, the other son, I, I think they, they, they did it. It was very heavy handed, uh, in my opinion, mm. but it's still good. But they, they purposely made the two sons solar opposites yeah. and it, it, it's good. It's good because we need a bit of uh, drama, a bit of dynamic. Yeah. And when the son, uh, the blonde yeah. son, I can't remember his name, his um, name is uh, when he... Jonathan, and the one with the dark hair is Jordan, which is actually, Jordan, I think. Right. So this is my theory on that, right? I was, at first, I thought to myself, is that going to be an issue where it says like, oh, how come you gave him grandba- the granddad's name? And I don't think they're going to do that because he's probably going to explain that he, um, Jonathan got one of the granddad's there, one of the granddad's name, and you got the other granddad's name. I think Jordan is a humanization jo- of Jor-El. Jor-El. Yeah, 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 yeah. One thousand yeah. percent, Tony. You're abs- You're on the money. You're on the money because, and, and and it's weird that like the the human granddad, um, kid got the superpowers and then yeah. the non-human. It was. I think uh, that was uh, intentional. It was like granddad. that's the wink right there. That's nice. That's the. That's yeah. nice. That's nice. And um, with uh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Him being so excited, him being not bothered that his brother's got superpowers, yeah. and being so excited that he's chill. like, "Oh yeah, I made I made I made the team on my own uh, merit," yeah. you know, which was a, a very weird uh, difference. Do you remember in what was that film called? The Incredibles, right? With Dash, yes. 
where he was so annoyed that like, oh, dad, why can't I play for the team? Why can't I play for the yeah. team? And then you had that amazing scene at the end. It's like, all right, cool, cool. So for a second, no, no, no. So chill out, chill out. Don't, don't, don't blow them out of the water. Just like go for whatever. And Dash was happy to at least be part of yeah. it. Um, and he didn't feel that dread that Jordan would have felt of like, oh, so I'm just amazing because my dad's Superman, mm-hmm. not because I actually tried it, uh, did things by myself. Yeah. And I thought that was a nice, like, that's such a healthy way of thinking about, you know, your position in the world, knowing how great uh, the world is. And I think what adds to that is that Clark, he isn't disappointed because mm. you've seen it so many times where like, oh, I'm disappointed in my son. He hasn't uh, lived up to the standard that I want him to be. You see it in Bridgerton. Mm. You see it in, um, well, you don't really see it, but you see it, but you feel it in uh, um, Airbender yeah. Cora yes. with 1010. Uh, uh, Tenzin sorry mm-hmm. Tenzin and you know his children yeah. where he poured all his time uh, uh, sorry Avatar Aang poured all his time to Tenzin yeah. because he was the only one out of the th- out of the three kids that could airbend yeah. and so it, it was it was that and you saw the resentment from his daughter and his elder mm-hmm, son mm-hmm. do you know where you don't you don't feel that with no Clark. you don't Clark is just like oh I'm, I'm happy I have children yeah. <laughs> but do you know where you will see that as well this is just a little uh, plug for some new shows coming out you will be seeing it in the uh, new Invincible cartoon series coming to Amazon Prime. Um, I'm not going to say anything more than that because I don't want to spoil it. And you also will be seeing in the new Netflix show, um, Jupiter's Legacy, where it kind of deals with the same kind of themes of similar powerful parentage and familial obligation. So um, I don't know about you, Ken, because I feel with Superman being so fresh, I don't think we should spoil it too much more than that because obviously there's a big reveal no. at the end. But I do want to talk about this. Big news that came out recently, right? With the mm-hmm. the DCEU, Warner Brothers, and it's essentially that they are planning to reboot Superman. Um, connected to that... You see, that's that's interesting. Right. Um, I, I, no, I'll let you finish. I'll let so you connected finish. to that Go. is J.J. Uh, Abrams, and also, um, I forgot the name of the other individual involved. Yes, I remember now. Tanahasi Coates. Tanahasi Coates, a world-renowned author, mm. uh, and recently more. Um, some people, if you're, you know, into, into com- comic books, will know him for his work on Black Panther. He did a run on Black Panther. Um, yeah, he's a brilliant writer. He he is in, he is incredible. So I have no doubts that if he's involved with this film, it'll be very comp- uh, very intelligent. Um, but also very black focused because he is very pro black in his writing. But that also yeah. leaves. So why would they? Why why would they hire him if he wasn't going to write a story? That's like the that? thing. So that's the other thing that came you know out I mean? that they're planning to make this Superman black. There's no word on whether this is going to be just Clark Kent but black, or it's going to be based off the character Val Zod, who is from Earth Two. Yep that is black they they haven't really explained that all they and the speculation that this is going to be played by michael b jordan now can i have very very mm. mixed strong feelings about this but i want to well, hear from before you, you get first. into it before you get into it um don't don't you find it quite weird that like we, we've reached an era where it's okay to have the same character on the small screen and the big screen because for the longest time they're like no 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 we're not going to show this character on the small screen because we're trying to make sure the franchise on the big screen is happening but maybe this is their way of getting around it's like well we're going to have Superman mm-hmm. on the small screen with Superman and Lois yeah. instead of having a uh, another square jawed white man with with blue eyes 
let's get a black mm. man you know <laughs> i think do you know what um, i think to that to that point that you, you know made, what i mean i think in the past it was more of an issue so on the warner brothers side it was more of an issue that warner brothers is always they they never lost their characters right they always had control but with that control came mm-hmm. over control they always wanted to control the image that's why you never saw a live action tv batman or superman because they thought this is these properties are so special they can only be on the big screen whereas on the other side mm-hmm. with marvel mm-hmm. it was slightly different their issues with ownership is that they didn't have control of all of their characters up until maybe the early 2000s so if people don't know the tv rights and the film rights are very very different so that's why we did get the hulk on tv and yet we did get Mm -hmm. the hulk in cinema as well because all of that was a mess so with the different companies it was a different ethos because of different circumstances now since the circumstances have evolved and i think dc has seen the success that marvel's had Marvel hasn't shown fear with showing their properties both in film and TV. Phil Coulson is in both the cinema, the cinematic universe, and the TV universe. Well, there's there's a reason why Marvel are are a bit more open to mm. do it. It's because first and foremost, it's all connected. Right. Like the the character that the the Superman that uh, or well whatever character that they might yes. have in the TV, it would be the exact same character in the yes. films just in a different time or location yes. whereas with with dc it's been very okay how many supermen have we had how many clark kent's have we had? how many bruce waynes have we yeah. had in live action across uh the tv uh tv shows and, and the films even in titans where we had our very first blonde <laughs> batman yeah yeah <laughs> uh that was weird um, well, had, but no no i i, I how agree. do you feel about this news how do you yeah. feel about this uh this pro-blackism well the, the 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 thing that i've always said if you're going to create if you're going to like cast a black actor in a well-established in a well-established character mm-hmm. that looks a certain type of way um first of all make sure it's an obscure character one mm-hmm. or two create a new bloody character mm-hmm. like because we've had a lot of obscure characters in the past where it's like okay their their race or where they're from their ethnicity yeah. where they grew up isn't really explored right. it's not a big deal so therefore making them a different race won't make a major difference yeah. whereas there are other characters that are solely tied to their uh heritage yeah. for example you know you've got storm you've got the black panther um and a bunch of other characters as mm. well um and the other aspects of creating a new character then yeah cool like uh for example, like the uh, the Asian Hulk, yes. you know, like which which was great. Like he, he wasn't Bruce Bruce Banner, mm. but Asian. Yeah. No, it was just he just happened to be yeah. Asian, and he had the Hulk right. powers. Like, uh, for example, like uh, Riri Williams, mm. uh, Rhodey. You know, we've had so many characters that are different ethnicities yeah. that you know have similar powers. So, like even uh, Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. she has stretchy powers. Yes. Like what, like Mister Fantastic, similar, but you know what I mean. Like it, it, it same power set, but different character. Right. Make a different character, or if you are going to change the character, make sure their heritage is is relatively obscure. Right. For example, like um, uh, Strange. Uh, what's his name? His first name. Uh, Batman's uh, the psychiatrist. Ah, uh, uh, right. Not, um, well, when I say Doctor Strange, Strange, Hugo Strange, Doctor Doctor Hugo right. Strange, right? Because in the Gotham TV show, people that uh, do or don't know, um, if you have only watched the Gotham uh, show, Hugo Strange is, is not portrayed as Asian in the comics, but he is Asian in right. Gotham. 
his background never suggested that he was Asian. It never suggested that he was really anything. So changing that character wasn't a big Mm -hmm. deal. Now, yes, we know Superman is an alien. Right. Right? (laughs) We know he's an alien. You know what I mean? So, however, this is one of the most iconic characters in history. The whole S, the S with his black hair, the blue eyes, the uh, very, very, very white skin. It's going to be a hard sell if they were to go down that direction to say, okay, the new Superman is Clark Kent. The new black Superman is Clark Kent. It's going to be a hard sell. You know what I mean? I'd rather he be a different character. Simple as. Tony, what do you think? So this is how I stand. I Part of me is strongly like, yes, make him black. This makes sense to me. Why the hell not? You got a power, you got a superpower person that's powered by the sun. They absorb sun rays into their skin and it gives them power. Now, think about any black person. We got melanin. We absorb sunlight. This it would make sense that oh, Kryptonians would be black. <laughs> See, because you, Tony, you, you're about to do stretches today, I'm, I'm, bro. I'm, I'm stretching it, but a lot of people, a lot of people have that kind of theory when it comes to Superman. This is not even like a new thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, bro, if you can say the same thing about Morbius, Morbius should be black because you know he's a vampire. You know, black people give it their skin. Yeah. <laughs> See, but Morbius is different. Morbius is a scientific vampire. He is not. Oh, he's, he's not albino. He's not a black albino. <laughs> That's Tombstone. Anyway. Um, Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, like it's it's one of those ones. It's like uh, joking aside in terms of like the minimum stuff. Is like with a character yeah. like Superman, he's 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 an alien. Why isn't he green? Why isn't he purple? Why isn't he blue? He just happened to come from a planet where everybody looks Caucasian as well. Not even Star Trek is that contrived. Like at the end of the day, he's an alien. His origins are coming to Earth. It, they even established that the Kents adopted him. Everybody in Smallville knows that he's adopted. He's not biological because they knew everybody, everybody in town knew the Kents couldn't have kids, right? So he yeah. could have been easily uh, black and the Kents would have still adopted him. The problem comes into the wider political reasons for this, right? If this is DC's attempt to just pander to the black community, stop that, stop that shit. We don't want that shit. We didn't ask for that shit. What we, we really don't. <laughs> we want representation. Really and you have black characters. You have just failed in actually giving them good stories or giving them marketing push that would make them good. You ha- well, Tony. So just before you go off, do you remember when we talked about before how like black par- characters seem to be seem to thrive when they're not human? Yeah, yeah. Remember when I said yeah. that? like there's so many characters you've got Gamora you've got soon to be um the new Time Lord uh, uh um Kang the Conqueror mm. like the, there's so many characters that are uh, uh Marshall Manhunters yeah. or famously always played by, by, by a black person like there's so many black characters yeah. that are played by non-humans that are just like really good characters mm. I'm like can, can we just get regular black people just doing regular cool black stuff or just regular stuff not even cool black stuff just that just it's being normal and it's awesome. just it's just but no it's we, just weird they have to be aliens <laughs> it's just weird because you look at dc they have yeah. tons of black characters in it I, I could probably and this is just me guessing offhand yeah, they plenty. probably have more than marvel does right because you i can think of a ma- automatically um static shock that was a that well, was a hu- I, I would say i would say marvel was starting to have they're more st- because they keep they, they, well we're talking about the mcu i'm talking about strictly in the comic books right so let, let me let right. me just establish yeah, yeah. i'm not talking about cool, in cool. the films where they're doing 
uh, race changes because it you know it's it's fine and you put them up in makeup and it doesn't really matter right because people forget like um, characters like um, Drax right in the comic books he was originally human and he got turned in, uh, he got his soul put into that body they changed it for the movies Dave Batista is Drax and he's actually Filipino I'm not talking about that I'm talking about strictly characters that are already black or ethnic in the comic books but Marvel and DC have done very little to actually give them a profile where people can recognize them right so that's why it's been this thing that hey we have these recognizable characters wouldn't be cool just to make them black for the sake of it to appease the people that want more diversity no you've got characters like status shot that has always been black right has a had a huge Facts. cartoon series right but what he has a huge fan base right now right. bro like that's the thing right but I remember when Milestone Comics was a thing. So this was a separate company from DC, right? And their whole focus was creating black characters, black superheroes and stuff. Eventually, Milestone got bought by DC. And DC did nothing with the characters. They produced a couple of books here and there. Didn't really get the greatest of creators involved in the later storylines. Because some of the original guys from Milestone actually left. And those characters died on the vine. They didn't market it, market them very well, had them in very contrived stories, and eventually just kind of killed their own books, right? But people still appreciate and still love Static Shock to the point where they're actually bringing back Milestone Comics because uh, they, they announced it years ago and re-announced it recently, uh, Milestone 2.0, where they're bringing back the Milestone universe. So that's characters like Hardwire. That's characters like Static Shock. Yeah. One of the biggest characters yep. who is essentially a black Superman, if you want to put it that way, is Icon. And Icon's been featured Icon. in, in a lot yep. of the animated stuff. So people, the fans, because obviously these, these movies, obviously they're built for a wider audience, but they're built for the fans. People know who Icon is. Why not do an Icon movie? Why not introduce that? Why not do DC? Why not do what Marvel does? Take the risk we're the guardians of a galaxy, something that people don't really know and make it the biggest thing. Because before Guardians of the Galaxy, nobody knew Guardians of the Galaxy. After what James no. Gunn did, everybody knows about Guardians of the Galaxy. If you can... Well, the, 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 way, the reason why DC may not take that risk just yet is because even now, after what the DCEU is more or less, you know, rest in peace, you know, it started 2015 or so, whatever, or maybe it had ideas from it prior to that. They haven't really made hits. Right. That people don't are not on their side yeah. yet. You know, Marvel they 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 made a significant amount of fi mm -hmm. films and then dropped Guys of the Galaxy. Yeah. So people were convinced, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we trust Marvel. Mm -hmm. We're gonna back this film. We're gonna support it. So, like, yes, I agree. DC should take a risk, just not now because they they've made enough risks, even trying to copy the MCU yeah. and then it flopped because people didn't know how to organize mm -hmm. themselves. But no, I agree. If they were able to do that with Icon, that would be amazing. And, but and not it's that. one of those ones. I'll give it another five years. The only thing you introduce is disaffected black people because there's going to be a contingent of black people that be like, I didn't ask for this. I want representation is that I want more black characters. I don't want characters that are already of us other ethnicity that you're making another ethnicity to pander to me. Like, don't give me a reboot of Ro Robocop and Robocop's just happens to be black or indian or whatever it's like we didn't we didn't ask for that we just want more roles out there new even whether it's new or old push it to the forefront so it gives us the opportunity to say hey we like that face because it represents us yeah we don't as much as i didn't like uh as much as i don't really like black lightning i i i love that it, that it right. exists because 
you know the characters yeah. are there but you know the story is 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 no is not yeah. great like i appreciate that <laughs> it's not, netflix yeah. did luke cage right they didn't have yeah. to they could have taken i don't know um they could have t- taken marvel's hercules then say oh for this we're gonna make him black because everybody recognizes hercules <laughs> and that's what's gonna work for us no but but we got that already. That was Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, right? you're right. You're right. But <laughs> luckily that wasn't a uh, a Marvel joint. But you you are spot on with that. Um, but they yeah. they took a character that is lesser known, well outside of the comic book realm, and literally made a show that literally almost broke Netflix. At the end of the day, black people, ethnic people, we want to be represented with the characters that were made to represent us. Superman was not made to represent us. He was created by two Jewish men in the 1940s to represent the Jewish people and their struggle. Being ostracized from their home to a new world, essentially like Superman, it represents them. You don't need to take it away from them. (laughs) Superman has become... That's deep, man. (laughs) That's the truth. That's where it came from. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. Superman has become all-American, almost universal. But... Not anymore. Yeah, so because there was a time that he just got rid of that uh, American part in his uh, true, but he is when you when you represent America, you know Superman represents America exactly in terms of like you know the real world and us you know marking and stuff like that. Of course, of course, Superman doesn't really represent the black people. Icon, unfortunately, through his story, how they chose to write his story, he was once upon a time he's an alien that crash landed during slavery, right? <laughs> and that's that's his origin. Do you know what that represents us? It's yeah. a messed up origin. But at least it represents us. At least his face represents us from the very beginning. I, yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, if it's an entertaining film, it's an entertaining film. That's you know neither here or there. I don't. Well, let's let's look let's look at the um uh, the films and TV mm. shows, just like you said, that have been so popular. Uh, the 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 biggest TV shows and films have been so popular with the black community, mm. right? Black Panther easily yes. made billions. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, just like you said, Luke Cage on Netflix easily like topped top yeah. numbers. You know, already those two were just they were just people that they can see within themselves. Yeah. It weren't just no psychic kind of story. They were the main characters. Yeah. They weren't spin-offs of other people's uh, mm-hmm. shows. They were just who they yeah. are. And what did the black people do? They turned up yeah. for it. They they showed up mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, little kids dancing to say, "Oh, thank God, I get to watch this." you know, for yeah. free because I, I I love to see yeah. this. Like it, it wasn't relying on someone else's character to be a film, uh, to mm-hmm. be a thing. You know what I mean? You know, you have some legacy films, for example, like um, uh, uh, Creed, mm-hmm. Creed 1 mm-hmm. and 2, which was, yes, it was a spinoff where we had originally a, a black, uh, uh, sorry, a white main mm-hmm. character. But because the story and the uh, relationship of Creed from those previous Rocky films with this uh, mm. film was so intertwined, it made sense for it mm. to happen. And guess what? People turned up for that film yeah. as well. Maybe people just turned up for Ryan Coogler, yeah. like, because he's the guy, you know what I mean? But what I'm trying to say is, like, when you give people the opportunity to view something that they can genuinely appreciate, that's not, that's not pandering, yeah. it's so powerful. You can make stupid money off of black people. If Just don't pander to I- us. Don't panda. Just, I will just, say this. Yeah. If I was Michael B. Jordan, I wouldn't take the role. People are speculating now that it's going to be him because obviously um, I think he's mentioned in the past that he's wanted to play it off of the fact of Val Zod, right? If I was him, I wouldn't take it for the simple fact of this. He was in Creed 
And I remember when Creed came out, people were just calling it the Black Rocky, mm-hmm. right? The first movie is Black Rocky. This is literally the same beats. Do you want to have that yeah. career of, even if he's playing Valzod, who is not Clark Kent, is a different black guy, same way as Creed, Apollo Creed is not Rocky and Apollo Creed is not Adonis Creed. You're taking an... Ast- and even playing jo- jo- Johnny Storm right. as well. Three times where you've taken something that's already got a Caucasian legacy and you've been cast to give it the Afro legacy. Yeah. You keep doing that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take the job. I wouldn't take the job. No. I wouldn't want to be no synonymous with... As much as we complain about... Recasting. Yeah, we, recasting. But as much as we complain about cultural appropriation of black people... This might not be cultural appropriation, but you're appropriating Ooh. something that's already exists in another space. We don't need to keep doing that. We need to be able to build characters of our own or have characters of our own, have our mythologies of our own and put on the top spot, like Black Panther. Well, Even you, though Black Panther... You just said yeah. it. You just said it. Those two words, our yeah. own. Not someone else's. Like We've been trying to come away from the stigma of, you know coming off of or, or being thankful that we're coming from someone else's yeah. thing no why can't we create our own yeah. thing and be successful from that thing and i'm talking about i'm talking about everything yeah. but obviously we're talking about films here that's how characters come from themselves not psychic not someone that was a spinner yeah. from this not a recasting not now making you know one of the flash kids you know black you know just, just literally you're a character yeah. that existed and you happen to right? be black and not that you were changed over from and someone it's else one of those ones it's like you, people can make the comparison because of, I know we talked about this right with uh, Falcon yeah. and stuff like that we talked about this before in terms of like they showed uh, white characters and black characters and each one being like either the psychic or the the, the black fatherly, the fatherly figure. figure or the, you know the, the, the spiritual negro thing right but spiritual negro there right. we go I will say this right with some of the examples and I know we talked about it and I disagreed but characters like Falcon uh, War Machine and stuff like that. Those ones, I give them the benefit of the doubt is because they they existed. They weren't like a response that we need to make the black version of this, right? Rhodey was in the comic books for ages before he took on the suits. Mm. It wasn't the case that we have an imperative mm. to make Iron Man black now, so we're gonna put uh, we're gonna create this black character and put him in a suit. No, Rhodey was there. He he just didn't have a suit. It wasn't until Iron Man had his drinking problem that Rhodey took on the suit. Same way with Falcon. Falcon was a character that existed for a long time. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't until, he wasn't Captain America psychic until Bucky was long and dead. And even then he was partners. There's always a thing that he was never a psychic. He was partners with, with Captain America. But Falcon was from his conception, his own character in the comic books with his own missions and adventures, right? Um, so yeah. it's one of those ones where you can make the comparison now because obviously Falcon's become the new Captain America, but it's an evolution of a character that's already existed. So if they ever did a Falcon, yeah. the show is called Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's not called Black Captain America and Winter Soldier. So they're establishing like, no, he's still, he might become Captain America, but he is still first and foremost what he's been conceptually created as, as this black character that is the Falcon. Black Panther is the Black Panther. Mm. Now, we're talking about characters that have actually been created by white men, but at least they had the respect to say, we're going to create black characters as they are black and play them off. 
as they are. We're not going to take them from something that's already been established. We're not going to take Doctor Strange and say, oh, no, we're changing those origins. Actually, Doctor Strange was a doctor in Africa at the time. No, Doctor Strange, <laughs> Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange. That's it. Tony, Tony, I don't know about you, but anytime they, they do this, when they recast a, uh, a white character as a black as a black actor or whatever, I genuinely feel awkward. Mm-hmm. I, I feel mm-hmm. so awkward. I'm like, oh, why? Because uh, I'm always trying to figure out why yeah. they did it. Because it's almost as if they're trying to pander towards uh, my, uh, our demographic. Yeah. But then all it does is like, well, I'm, I'm always in, uh, here's the progress of my mentality. Like, oh, that's kind of mm-hmm. awkward. If it's a bad film, I'm like, okay, that was like, thanks. Thanks for effing yeah. that up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if it's a good thing, uh, film, I'm like, I, I kind of don't mm-hmm. care. But at the same time, I still have that initial awkwardness right. because, you know, if you're recasting someone to be, you know, different gender, where, whatever, it, it automatically generates the question, why? But then I, it almost feels like the response to all of this is, well, why not? I'm like, give me a, give me a new character. Yeah. That, that's all I want. Yeah. Like, even remember, this ain't the first time where it's a bit, because we've now got Superman as a major iconic a character mm. we had it with Idris Elba's uh, James yes. Bond and Idris never came out properly to say yes I want to mm. do it I definitely want to do it you know I'm trying to be the bl- uh, the first black Bond because he knows it's the same yeah. feeling it's it's awkward it really is. It's, it's, it's so it really awkward because it doesn't it, it feels like it's coming out of nowhere yeah. like you're trying to pan it all, but it doesn't translate into actual sales because yeah. I don't go to watch a film because I see black mm. faces that have been replaced other faces. I, I go to films for a good right. story. And if they happen to have a, a a good character that happens to be black, that is not, you know, a, a panda yeah. character, even better. You know what I mean? Like, so hearing this, I, I felt that same awkwardness. Like, oh, it's going to be Michael B. Jordan potentially as well. Mm, that's mm, that's kind of awkward, is, man. It is. And nah, it's, 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 it's unnecessary. One place where I will dip in to say where I appreciate the the change you can say Heim Dewey. No, that one I didn't care about. And I didn't even care about the the outrage okay. is one of those one. Heim has never been an interesting character. Um, it's yeah. with the upcoming Black uh, Black Adam movie, right? Um, nothing to do with The Rock. It's actually the choice that they went with um, Hawkman. So Hawkman has been ca- cast by Aldous oh, Hodge, yeah. who's a black actor. And yeah, Hawkman yeah. has typically been depicted as a white man. Now, this is what I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be going for the origin that was also adapted in the animated series, where he is a, re- a reincarnation of um, an uh, ancient Egyptian settler. So an alien came from another planet, ended up in ancient, ancient Egypt, right? And it was a weird thing is that even in the animated series, it was played by a white guy. So like, if this is ancient Egypt, why wouldn't he be black? And if they're going for that, I think that's where there's, Boy, that's the link that they're going for. The question you asked right there links to so many films that have come mm-hmm. and gone. <laughs> Bro, almost every single film from the 1960s and yeah. beyond <laughs> depicting white, white Egypt. Egyptians. As a white, the white is right. a white. And it's like, it's, it's, it's always like the argument. <laughs> it's it's, it's always, I've actually heard somebody said like, make the arguments like, well, if it's Ptolemaic Egypt, then it would have been an influence oh, of the shut Romans. Up, man. So they would, nah, you would have seen a lot of white people. No, yeah, you would have seen the white Romans, but <laughs> a lot of these stories are pre uh, Ptolemy or Ptolemy, depending on how you pronounce uh. it. 
they were black. Tony, you're coming through with sense. You're coming of through with I'm sense, bro. With friends, Just leave it, bro. Yeah, let's leave it there. You're right. Let's leave it there. Let's move <laughs> on to uh, what else have you been watching, Ken? Uh, and we'll wrap up the show there. What else have you been watching? I, I guess I, I'm still watching mm-hmm. uh, particular shows. Um, oh, something new dropped, which is the season two of it. Close mm-hmm. enough. I am. I'm a huge, huge animation yeah. fan. I love animation. Um, as I've grown up, I've my, my uh, taste in animation have become more yes. mature and more refined. Uh, I do look for a good story, so I can find a good story of a childish show. I can find a good story of a more mature show, um, and then you can find terrible stories. For example, like that Netflix show called Hoops. Yeah. That is one of the worst animated, quote unquote, adult shows that you'll ever yeah. meet I, I couldn't get past episode two it was right. horrible but that's a bad example of people trying to be too adult by just including all the swear words and dicks and you know references to sex just for the sake of calling itself mm-hmm. adult close enough is the natural successor to the regular show where it is um telling the story from people in their uh late uh, late to early 30s where you're married, you have kids, you're going through life beyond the university or graduated or drop out of graduate uh, um, of university time aspect mm-hmm. of your life, just living life, something that I can genuinely relate to. So like seeing that and them actually being naturally adult, because there are some themes in it, like, you know, certain people get killed in very gruesome mm-hmm. ways and there are very, very clear references to sex. Um, but it's it doesn't take away from the beauty mm-hmm. of it. Uh, of it being a great story very very funny in a lot of aspects and yeah they just dropped the entire season two on hbo max okay so i think that's a good 10 or so episodes um yeah let's go back to back so that that's my first tv mm-hmm. show i'm watching i highly recommend it very entertaining if you ever loved a regular show and you're now older you will love close mm-hmm. enough Tom, so I only you? got two really, but uh, the first one is uh, I'm getting this out of the way. I'm not going to talk about it long because it, it wasn't a great show. It's the show on Netflix called uh, "Kiss Me, Kiss Me First." Um, very weird show. Goes out of its way to be weird and very self indulgent. Uh, basic premise is about yeah. this young girl. She's very awkward. Her mum's died, and she uh, she she lives by uh. herself. Uh, she's a tech nerd. There's this game called Azana that is like this fully realized um, VR world that she escapes into and she hacks into one section of it and meet these new people in this area called Red Pill. And they're all different misfits, but there's a nefarious going on whereby there's this person that's create, um, control, that created Red Pill that's also controlling them through their psychology. All of them are messed up in different ways, but he manipulates them into killing themselves and um the concept is good and they got really cool cg in it for the vr world where it's not amazing cg because it's supposed to reflect a a real game because games are not always perfect to movie cg um but it's the problem with it is that the acting goes from either being really really dull and very muted to nonsensical to actually absolutely bad the the main actress in it um Tallulah Hedden. Yeah, I recognize her. I, I recognize don't think her. she's good in it at all. Um, she's supposed oh. to be playing an awkward <laughs> character, but I think it's only awkward because she can't actually act. And the show just picks any excuse to show her naked, to show her breast. Any excuse whatsoever. Like, I'm very much a person that's like, it's all well and good, right? A little bit of titillation. But you take out 
all of those scenes you don't lose anything from what you're watching but any excuse to get a kit off the 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 show does it and i think it's the writer and the director just really self-indulgent it's not a great show if you it goes it goes back to what i was saying about like just because you're an adult mm -hmm. show doesn't mean you have to be adult all the time like I was saying with hoops, it seems like they're doing the same thing here. It's like, oh, cool. So we're trying to be like Game of Thrones, so get your titties out. Yeah. That was a thing at one point where, uh, what do they call it? Uh, um, sex yeah. position. You know, where like, okay, there's exposition mm -hmm. happening, but now you've got yeah, titties I'll do in the scene I'm right going to tell you why we need to take over Westeros, but give me a minute. I need to take off my bra. It's like, come on, what are we doing? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so your, your turn now. Yeah, what, what else have you been watching? Well, I was going to say very quickly about um, mm -hmm. Kiss Me First. I thought, let me look into it a little bit. Um, it was it got released or it uh, it was co-produced with yes. Netflix and yes. Channel 4 out, out here in the UK. And it was, you know, released on Netflix International. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it came on E4 first here. And I thought that was quite mm -hmm. interesting because, you know, you don't hear about a lot of these deals that Netflix has with other yeah. networks around the world. But um, yeah, they'd be doing deals to co-produce things. It makes me wonder how many shows that, you know, are quote unquote original mm -hmm. that are on Netflix were co-produced by other uh, production companies to uh, come here. So, you know, originally I thought Netflix just be shucking up money from their pocket or from the banks yeah. <laughs> to pay for their shows. But uh, they're, they're, obviously there must be co-production with other yeah. studios. But yeah, man, like very, very exciting. Um, for me, it's, it's uh, anime anime as always so i've got a uh, few animes that i'm still watching there's some animes that i know are coming back soon but i'm just going to talk about the ones that i'm still watching attack on titan if you don't know about attack on titan by now slap yourself like shingeki no oh my god like every single episode is yeah. tense it, it, it's heisenberg all over again the good guy that you started off from episode one saying like i'm with you you're still with him, but he's now the enemy. Ooh, he's now ooh, the bad guy. But you're still alert. with him. Nah, nah, bruv. You, fam, get I back will, onto I it, will. man. Attack on Titan right now. The the, the main character is a mm -hmm. bad man in all senses of the word. Um, The other show that I'm watching that came back recently was Dr. Mm -hmm. Stone. Dr. Stone, it, it's one of those shows that it convinces you to learn science in an anime mm -hmm. setting. Like, it, it's a guy that got trapped in a... Well, everyone got turned into stone. A thousand years went by. For some reason, people are being woken up from being turned into stone. And technology is gone. And you see this guy who's an incredibly smart kid who's slowly bringing the world back into a technological age. But people are against that because they saw that, you know, bombs, war, horrible things were were created in for, for the love of technology. So he's trying to squash that... But the main character is trying to elevate technology. And yeah, it's great. It's a great science show. Um, so, you know, Attack on Titan, fire. Dr. Stone, still fire. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen is the new one that everyone's going nuts for. I I don't even want to get into it because just watch it. Just watch it. If you like Shonen, if you like uh, a lot of those, uh, if you if you, if you you love shows that are just the main protagonist is Shonen as F, like, yeah, watch it. Jujutsu... Um, Jujutsu Kaisen is amazing. Boruto, uh, it's it's just kind of there. It, it's still, yeah. it's there. It's there. I I enjoy it in parts. I'm not, it's not trash. It's no. not trash at all. It, it, it does there. this thing, like, it, and it does it's this thing better. okay. 
it, it it's the it's the um it's the issue of it's the same thing with uh, Avatar mm. Korra, where when you have such an amazing first series of a mm. show, you know, with multiple seasons, with a perfect ending, with a nice ending, everyone's emo- like the people that died died, where the people that got emotional got emotional, and then you're creating a sequel show. You're fighting against what came before mm. you. And to make this a full circle, just like uh, Clark Kent's <laughs> sons, where they're, they're not quite uh, what you expect them to be. You, you'd think they'd be like uh, Superman. But no, like these show Boruto being the kid of Naruto, it's just not, it just doesn't no, bang the same no. way. <laughs> but it's still there and I, I don't hate it. It's just, I can't help but measure it up to what came before, which is incredibly unfair. Mm-hmm. But I can't erase Naruto from ever existing. Mm. What about your show? What about so your the second, second show, show, which I am like show? fully into, really great show. Uh, it's off of Amazon Prime. Uh, it is Alex Rider. For those people that don't know Alex Rider, oh yeah, it's uh, based yeah. off an old book series of a uh, kind of like a yeah. young James Bond, but it's not as contrived as that. Um, they adapted it into a film in two thousand and six, I believe. Uh, with at with it Alex Pettifer, which uh, was yeah, it wasn't great. Alex Pettifer, um, um, Ewan McGregor and Mickey Rock, and this time round they've done it's an origin of Alex Ryder, but they didn't start off with the first book, which was Stormbreaker, which was adapted as a movie. It was uh, they've actually started with the second book, which is Point Blank, um, which is was is a. Odd choice is an interesting choice. I think they've done it because that story is a bit more grounded than Stormbreaker. Uh, but the basic premise of it is that this young boy who uh, lost both his parents but was raised by his uncle, aka Spider-Man origins there, uh, his uncle is actually uh, works for a branch of MI6, uh, but he never tells him that. But he does train him in a way that everything he's learned as an agent, he's bestowed upon his uh, nephew Alex just to prepare him for the world not with the intention of him actually joining but that's the only way he knew how to raise his nephew um fast yeah. forward to present day his uncle gets betrayed by his partner and killed and Alex discovers all of the machinations going on in terms of him being a secret agent and he makes a deal with uh his uh his uncle's boss to infiltrate this hidden school called Point Blank that uh essentially are actually grooming these young young students that are they 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 start off as troubled kids right troubled kids of billionaires and this yeah. organization of point blank actually says hey we're going to take your kids and we're going to make them better people they don't tell them how but said we're going to make them better people but what ends up happening is that once these kids are released their parents die via mysterious ways and the kids actually take over their business bro point blank is such an on the nose name it's almost screaming evil school (laughs) to train your kids to kill your parents (laughs) well that's the thing though it's like they don't make any bones about it because one of the kids his dad is actually an arms dealer but alex actually realizes that when he's in the school it's like he notices like this is weird why is it okay so i'm from banking your parents are arm dealer um those their parents are in pharmaceuticals this one is in trading and stocks don't you find that strange like where the 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 celebrity kids where the the pop star kids like 
why is it only us and there's a bigger thing going on but it's really well written even the moments where it can be contrived they actually handle it pretty well um i think it's a great mm-hmm. show definitely worth a watch but that's the last thing that i've been watching recently yeah cool yeah bro I- i'm looking to get into that show actually i think i've got to episode mm-hmm. two or three when he was uh more or less getting kept awake by the loud music and the oh loud that was lights. a great episode great uh, episode that, that was yeah. a really good episode yeah man um great show it, it felt british mm-hmm. as well because there's a lot of shows that try and mimic um british yeah. isms or londonisms and it just butchers it and being from london or from the uk and seeing a lot of things the aesthetics from the show i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. well done yeah I, I get that even the way he broke into the school anyway uh let me not get into it uh tony it's been a great it's episode, been a fantastic episode. We, we ran slightly longer than we used to but yeah man um i've enjoyed myself we we touched on a couple of good points that actually got me thinking about what i actually want out of films and what people want Mm -hmm. out of films hopefully if anyone listens to us (laughs) on this podcast that is in the industry they might learn a thing or two um but no it's 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 been fun man tony how's it been been great i really enjoyed this one a lot of a lot of a lot of uh great content out there but it's actually lent uh, led to more a deeper conversation of what this content actually means because this is who we are we don't just watch stuff for the sake of it. We actually watch stuff that actually means stuff to us. Sometimes it's a hit. Sometimes it's a miss. You know, that's just the way it goes. But I always walk away feeling better when something leaves me thinking about life in the grander scheme of things. But yeah, it's been a great episode again. Yeah, man. So um, just as always, Tony, tell them where they can find okay, us. You can man. find us on social media on ondeck.podcast, on our Instagram and our Twitter. You can find me on Royal Majesty. And you can find Ken of I Am Mr. Ken. Yep, yep, yep. Don't forget, please interact with us. We love to hear feedback from you. Our numbers are growing slowly, but they are growing. Um, and we really do appreciate everyone that listens uh, to us every single week. Uh, please keep listening. Please keep supporting. If you can, check out our social media so that you know you can interact with us. If you disagree with us, we'd love to argue with you or even get people on the mm-hmm. show. So please, please, please um, holler at us. Yeah, so that's our show. Uh, This is me signing out. Peace. Adios, people.